Christ. So um, tonight, I believe that's that's the word, and I love how the Holy Spirit works. For for Brother Chad to say that, for the songs to be sung tonight, and for the word that I believe that the Lord has laid upon my heart. Uh, tonight, if you will, there's quite a bit of scripture I've got to reference. Um, so if you will, turn with me tonight to the book of Proverbs 16. Get there here in a second just myself. Sixteen, we're going to read verses one through three. The preparations of the heart in man, if you would stand for the reading of the word. Proverbs 16, verses one through three. The preparations of the heart in man and the answer of the tongue is from the Lord. All the ways of a man are clean in his own eyes. But the Lord weigheth the spirits. Commit thy works unto the Lord, and thy thoughts shall be established. Let's pray. Lord, Father God, tonight we come before you. Thankful, Lord, for your presence that's in this house. Lord, thankful for the word you've given to bring forth, Lord, Father God. Lord, tonight I ask that you open our hearts and minds and and our ears, Lord, to hear and receive this word, Lord that it would minister to our hearts, Lord, that we would retain it, Lord, Father God, for within our heart and mind to sin not against you, Lord, and to fight the enemy, Lord, for day after day he continues to battle us. Lord, tonight hide me behind the cross, anoint me, Lord, Father God, and let your words be spoken in the name of Jesus. You can be seated. So I got some other scriptures here I'm going to reference, but I'm not going to make you stand for for all of that, like I said, I've got a few different scriptures here to reference. But that verse actually came up today on, I get a, a verse of the day on my email every day. And I've been working on putting this together since Pastor asked me last week. said, hey, I'm going to be at Missouri. You think you could handle uh, filling in for me? And I said, sure, I'd be honored. But ever since Pastor asked me that, the steadfast has been on my heart. And I truly believe that that's what the Lord has for somebody or somebody's here tonight. But the first thing that came to my mind in that thought was Ruth. And I'm going to reference a few scriptures in the book of Ruth as well and talk about my sister's faith that she come to learn. In the book of Ruth, 1 verse 16 through 18. And Ruth said, Entreat me not to leave thee or to return from following after thee. For whither thou goest, I will go, and where thou lodgest, I will lodge. Thy people shall be my people, and thy God my God. Where thou diest, will I die, and there will I be buried. The Lord to do so to me, and more also, if aught but death part thee and me. And when she saw that she was steadfastly minded to go with her, 
Then she left speaking unto her. Now, if you haven't read the book of Ruth, the little bit of backstory on that is uh, Ruth's mother-in-law, Naomi, her husband had died, her sons had died, and she was going to go back home to Bethlehem, Judah. And her daughter-in-laws, she told them, go back home. Just leave me to be, let me go home. And Ruth, as we just read, she said, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. And at one point in scriptures prior to this, there was another daughter-in-law. She did. She parted ways with, with Ruth. She parted ways with the mother-in-law, Naomi. And she went back to, to her home and her, her family. But Ruth decided that she was going to stick with it. She was going to stick with Naomi till death do them part. So she had made it up in her mind that she wasn't going nowhere. And until her mother-in-law recognized the steadfastness of her mind, she kept picking at her. No, no, don't follow me, don't follow me. But Ruth simply made up her mind. And one of the things that the Lord revealed to me in this is if you read this story, there's no angel that appeared to Ruth. There was no, no vision from the Lord that said do this. There was nothing other than her just simply making up her mind that she was not going to be moved. And I feel like tonight that that's what somebody wants, that's what the Lord wants somebody to hear tonight is to just make up your mind to not be moved. Because there was three things that came to mind when I started putting this together about being steadfastly minded in Christ. One of the reasons to be steadfastly minded in Christ is to fight the enemy. Pastor's been talking about it in his sermon series about how the enemy never stops fighting us. He never lets go. He doesn't stop. doesn't matter whether it's fear, whether it's anxiety, whether it's a disease. He's always going to come back and always be throwing something back in our face, whether it's our past, whether it's something that's not yet to come. But the enemy is always going to fight. And we have to get that steadfastness in our mind that we're going to walk and stay with the Lord no matter what because the enemy is not going to stop. He's going to keep picking. So we just have to make it up in our mind that we're not going to be moved. And there's times that when the enemy understands that we're not going to be moved about something he's going to tap out he may come back later but when he realizes that we are steadfastly minded in the ways of Christ he's going to tap out so there's been times I'll give you a little story of of some of the things that we've dealt with in fighting the enemy because spiritual warfare is something that is so real it is so real, and I don't know some of the battles that y'all have had. I know some of the things that the church is going through because it's a small church. It's a small area. We know a lot about each other and each other's lives, but there's been nights in the house when me and Sister Carrie have been up in the middle of the night pacing up and down the hallways with anointing oil, anointing the doorways, anointing the windows of the house because 
of the, the heaviness, the spirits that are coming against us within our own home because of the works that we are trying to do for the Lord. And there's been times when we have battled for hours throughout the night, hours upon hours throughout the night, and literally had spirits speak to us and say that they will be back. But because we stood our ground, because we stood steadfast in Christ and called upon the name of the Lord, they gave up. Because that song said, there's something about, the, the, one of the songs said something about, we love to hear that name. I love to say that name because the devil hates it. Right? The word of God tells us that even the demons and devils tremble at the name of Jesus. So when you get steadfast in Christ, when you get steadfast in your ground and what he has for you, what he wants to do with you, they will flee. They may come back on another day. They may speak to you and say, we'll be back. But we have to stay steadfast in Christ. We have to stay steadfast in the laws and the statutes of the Lord. And that's one of the other things that has been on my heart and my mind in preparing for this is uh, staying steadfast in the ways of Christ. I was reading in the book of Ezekiel, and I'll just read it to you. But um, one of the other reasons why we need this, it's not just to fight the enemy, but it is to win the lost. And in the book of Ezekiel 36 and 23... And I will sanctify my great name, which was profaned among the heathens, which ye have profaned in the midst of them. And the heathen shall know that I am the Lord, saith the Lord God, when I shall be sanctified in you before their eyes. So not only do we need to stay steadfast to fight the enemy, to make it through the storms of our life, to be for the Lord to be that anchor that we hold on to that takes us through every step every day. We also have to stay steadfast in the laws and the statutes of the Lord to win the lost. Maybe once upon a time they seen us before we were saved. Maybe once, a once upon a time they knew our history. They knew our past. They knew where I come from. They knew I was in the Marine Corps and I didn't walk for the Lord. But now, from the time that I came back to the Lord and said, Okay, God, this is no longer my life, it's yours. I have to stay steadfast in that. Because it's doing a work. It's doing a work in lives even now. Uh, a lot of you know that I just started a, a new position flying this week with a different company. But... I've been at KUSA, I was at KUSA for almost two years. And some of you know this story, some of you don't. But one of the gentlemen that I work with, he's an older gentleman, and he is the start of at least three generations within that company. And when I would get done at the end of the day and I would leave, he would always ask me, I'd ask him if he needed anything. And he'd say, oh, I just need a kind thought for the day. And one day the Lord spoke to me and said, tell him I love him. And I just said, Jesus loves you, George. And I'd done this for months. Every day I would leave. And he would say, 
I would tell him that. Jesus loves me. I don't know, this probably went three or four months. One day I went to leave, and he said, just, just a kind thought, and I said, Jesus loves you. He said, how do you know? So just even staying steadfast in the simple words of Jesus loves you began to tear down walls in his heart. And when he asked me that, I said, one, I know because the Bible tells me. Two, I know because the Lord spoke to me and he told me that he loved you. And he just kind of looked and shook his head and he said, well, all right then. But (laughs) there was a work that had taken place in the steadfastness of staying steady. And some more of the backstory there that you all might not know is there was some, some rough road working at KUSA for a little while where there was another gentleman that come in, I know from, uh, as Pastor says, between here and China. He come in to work with me and, uh, well, he, he told some stories that weren't necessarily true about what kind of pilot I was and the way I worked and yada yada. But in all of that, I never changed my demeanor. I never changed how I handled myself at work, no matter what got said, no matter what happened. And I'm not trying to toot my own horn. I'm just trying to give you an example. Because even Pastor and me talked about it, and he said, the, the steadfastness of what you do is going to make the difference. And so I held, I held through all of that. And... It would have been very easy to get mad and blow up and have a fit and, and make a scene. But I knew in my heart that God was doing something. Something that was so much bigger than me and so much bigger than getting that promotion and flying that new airplane and getting that new raise and getting that next step. Because I knew that I was getting married and I knew that I was going to need more money. Because everybody says when you get married you need more money. <laughs> So, <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm just teasing. Um, but, you know, the steadfastness in all of that carried through, and it allowed me to present that to George. And then, after that, the next day or two, I was in the house, I was in the office, and I was just praying. And the Lord spoke to my heart, and he said, buy George a Bible. And I immediately, I got online, I ordered a Bible, got it brought to the house. Me and Sister Carrie went through it, and we highlighted every love scripture we could think of talking about Jesus' love. We tabbed it out, and we prayed over it. I brought it to church, took it to the back room back here, and all us musicians and singers and everybody, we, we all anointed and prayed over that Bible before I went and handed it to him. But... The, the day that I handed George that Bible, this is a man that I've never seen be emotional. He's uh, an older gentleman, very stuck in his ways. And the day that I handed him the Bible, I got him, caught him in his office, just a moment alone there. And uh, I told him, I said it on his desk, I said, me and my wife got this for you. Didn't know if you had one, didn't know if you'd want it. But we felt like we wanted to get you one and give it to you. 
And immediately, he almost burst into tears. And he said, yeah, I've, I've got two Bibles. One was my mom's and one was my grandma's. And they, they were sitting on a, on a shelf over there. But being able to minister to him in that way, to be able to show him that love, because there's a lot more backstory there. I'm not going to air out all of his dirty laundry. But George don't feel a lot of love from his family. He don't feel a lot of love from the people around him. So for us to stay steadfast through all the storms of working there, to present that word to him in that manner and to show that, opened a door. It broke down a wall that the enemy had been trying to put up. So through the storms at the time seemed like a big thing. But pushing through, staying steadfast, it opened the door to minister to three generations that don't know Christ. So uh, I say all that to just to reaffirm that staying steadfast through that. The last time I talked to George about any, anything religious or biblical, he told me, he said, you know, I find myself reading my Bible a lot more than I watch TV anymore. So, you know, that's, that's just a testimony of that staying steadfast through those storms and, and get to share that with George, to get to share that with y'all tonight, to, to, to give you that hope, to remind you that there's reward in staying steadfast. It's like Brother Chad said, some of us may be going through the storm of our life. I haven't got to read Sister Linda's book yet. I'm working my way to it. But she stood here and testified the other night about the storms of her life and how God has been faithful, how God has carried her through. So I know that he's done it for her. I know that he's done it for me. I know that he can do it for you. Because I believe that there's some in here tonight, just like Brother Chad said, some of us are going through some battles. Some of us are going through some battles in our mind about the enemy telling us that we're not forgiven. We can't do that because of our history. We can't do that because of our past. That's not right. The devil's a liar. The Word of God says that he is the prince of lies. And so we just know that that's not true. So tonight... Don't listen to the lies. Get steadfast in the mind of Christ. Get steadfast in the fact that you are redeemed, that you are forgiven. Because God wants you to know that tonight. God wants somebody to know that tonight. I truly believe that. So just hold on. In the book of uh, John 16 and 33, paraphrasing, but it says that, this I have spoken unto, unto you, that in me ye might have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but do not fear, I have overcome the world. But the thing that sticks out to me when I read that scripture, it says that we might have peace. Doesn't, doesn't mean we're guaranteed to just sit back and receive peace. We have to get steadfast in Christ. We have to get steadfast in the truth of what the Word says to get to that peace. 
The other thing that, that's been heavy on my heart is pastor's been uh, big on the whosoever, and I love it. But the word that's been sticking out to me is the word behind whosoever. Whosoever believeth. Believeth is a verb. It requires action. It requires our input to receive the peace. It requires our action to receive the blessings of the Lord by staying steadfast. Commit thy works unto the Lord, and thy thoughts will be established. But it requires action on our part. We can sit back and say, oh, poor me, poor me. But if you want peace, if you want to get past it, it requires action. It requires getting down on your knees and calling out to God, calling out to the Father. He can overcome whatever we're facing because he already did when he died and he rose again. So tonight, that's going to be my challenge unto you is to get steadfast. The one other point I had was staying steadfast to endure until making it home. We're doing good. It's only 8 o'clock. So, to endure until it's time to go home. I was reading in preparation for this, and I'm not going to take long on this point. But in the book of Matthew, chapter 24, it talks about the future to come. It talks about the, the end times that we're going to see. But in verse 13... It says that, paraphrasing a little bit, but he that will endure shall be saved. He that will endure shall be saved. You can't endure if you can't get steadfast in your mind. You can't endure if you can't get steadfast and dig your feet in and hold your ground when the enemy comes against you with the word of God. You've got to learn the word of God so that you can quote it and cut the enemy. It's sharper than any two-edged sword. So the rest of that chapter talks about all the things to come. It says, uh, I'm trying to remember, I've read so much. But the uh, chapter 24 talks about the end times and it talks about wars and rumors of wars. So I don't know if, if anybody else works with one, but I work with a gentleman that is um, a bit doom and gloom, a bit conspiracy theory, and he knows every country and what they're doing, and that's all I hear is, oh, this country's at war with this country. This country's about to be at war with that country. But that's exactly what the Word of God tells us. There will be wars and rumors of wars, and a nation will rise against nation. And that will be the beginning of sorrows. doesn't say that that's the end. The end's not yet. We still have to endure until Christ comes. So I'm going to challenge you tonight. Uh, Sister T and Carrie, if you'll come. I'm going to challenge you tonight to 
to call upon the Lord and see where you're not staying steadfast. Call upon the Lord to challenge you to find the steadfastness in your heart. For what is in the heart perceiveth out, right? They know us by our fruits. If we're going to stay steadfast, if we're going to impact lives around us, we've got to get steadfastly minded in our heart and in our mind so that Christ bleeds through. The Word of God tells us in many places it is not about us. It's about God being glorified for who He is and what He done. The fact that He sent His Son to die upon the cross that whosoever believeth will be forgiven. Whosoever believeth can have peace even though there will be tribulation within this world, you can still have peace if you get steadfast in Christ. If you will hunker down and dig in into the word, into the Lord, so that you can endure. So that's what I'm going to challenge the church with tonight. So any, any that will, I don't know even how long I've spoke, but I feel like I've spoken what the Lord would have me to speak. And tonight I just want to open the altars. And any that will, that want to come, come and seek the Lord and ask the Lord to challenge us for what we can get more steadfast in. Where we can get more steadfast against the enemy where he's battling us in our minds. To find the scriptures to quote to the enemy. If nothing else, just as that song said, the name that we love to hear, that name of Jesus, the devil hates it. The devil hates to hear the name of Jesus. I remember a time when I was a kid. I was very young, and back in Missouri, we lived in this house, had a basement, and... I had been, I believe I was about seven or eight years old. So I was saved. I was filled with the Holy Ghost. But I remember laying in bed one night, and I heard this noise. And it sounded like somebody walking up the steps. My mom was asleep. I couldn't wake her up. And I was paralyzed. I couldn't move out of the fear of thinking somebody was coming up into that house. And even at that young of age, I just began to call on the name of Jesus. I didn't know what it was. I didn't know if I could do anything about it. Paralyzed in fear, I just began to cry out the name of Jesus. That's the only thing I knew to do. And I just kept saying, Jesus, 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 Jesus. And it went away. Whatever it was, it went away. So I don't know, maybe it was just an old drip in that house. It was downstairs, I don't know. But maybe it was the enemy trying to fight because he knows that God's got plans. He knows that God's got plans for me. You all know that my some of my testimony of being called to preach at a young age and running from the Lord for many years. Maybe even then the enemy was trying to get to me because he knew that God can use me 
even now in Beaumont, Texas. Even after 20 years of trying to run from the call of God. Even after 20 years, I can turn around and come and find to be steadfast. To stick my feet down and say, okay, God, I'll go where you go. I will die where you die. And I will go into an unfamiliar land. That's one of the things I love about that story of Ruth that I shared with you. She went to an unfamiliar land. Didn't know nobody. But she didn't care. She said, I'm going to do it anyway. When they got there, she went and the Lord led her to a certain field. But she went there and asked if she could pick up the scraps so that they could have something. And the Lord continued to lead her through that. And I want to read this last verse to you, and then we're going to open the altar. But in Ruth 2 and 12, the man that spoke to her said, The Lord recompense thy work, and a full reward be given thee of the Lord God of Israel, under whose wings thou art come to trust. So if we will get steadfast in the Lord, we can trust Him. We hear testimony after testimony of how God hasn't failed. His timing's not our timing. And I can attest to that to many places in my life. But if we'll get steadfast and we'll put our trust in the Lord, there's peace to be had. There's joy to be had. There's happiness to be had so that we can endure until it is time to go to our forever home. So tonight, if you will, come and find a place to pray. And I challenge you to just ask the Lord where you can get more steadfast. Or challenge, ask the Lord to challenge you to strengthen your steadfastness.